Well, I'm talking with Ryan Howitt on this episode of Words, Images, and Worlds, talking about the world of comics. And thank you so much, Ryan, for jumping in and spending a few minutes talking with me today. I am very grateful that you reached out to me, Jason. I, it's great to sit here and talk about cartoons. In the real world, you kind of have, uh, you, you reach a point where you kind of just start boring people. So it's nice to <laughs> find folks who are super interested. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely understand. I'm always up for a conversation. You mentioned the kind of the circle of creators and comics and really nice to uh, always connect in that world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about the friendliness of people. And so I'm curious if there have been people along the way that have been particularly friendly, kind as you've been working in comics. Yeah, I, I don't know, like just about everybody I've reached out to. There's there are aspects of like because I do a lot of my a lot of my marketing stuff. And I'm not, I promise I'm not going to make this whole conversation about business. But oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> a lot of my uh, a lot of my marketing stuff, I do it uh, primarily through Facebook and you're kind of just shouting into the largest group that you possibly can and you'll find parts of that fandom that want to uh that it's that what do they call it that that crab bucket thing you know what i mean like where people just kind of want to tear you down because maybe they're not oh, in the right, right. themselves but i used to get uh primarily it was for the namesake of the project just because my project's called badger and people come in and oh well mike barron's got this project called badger and he's going to come after you and like all this other noise uh uh-huh. I've actually about I'd say a year ago been in touch with Mike Barron. He's he's fantastic. I actually mm-hmm. have a quote from him on the back of my book. Like it's not <laughs> these guys are really really easy to get along with. Yeah, but the them can be a little rough <laughs> at times. Yeah, yeah. Mike Mike Barron is somebody that I've found to be kind every time I've reached out to him, and he actually wrote the first comic book that I ever read. Oh, uh, was it Nexus? Uh, no, it was an issue of Batman, a Batman annual, but it wasn't long after that, maybe a, a period of about two or three years that I discovered Nexus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Barron's fantastic. I read a little bit of Florida Man and like some of his older stuff, but I haven't I haven't dove in as deep as I definitely owe the man at this point, especially since he gave me that little high five for borrowing his uh, his title sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, curious about what connected you to comics, like what comics allow you to do and um, why this is the space that, that you want to work in. Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, for, first and foremost, uh, hmm. well, I, I taught myself how to animate before I ever got into the sequential thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that ended up being uh, slow, <laughs> to say the least, to try to do that as one person. So it's definitely, it's nice to be able to get the, the production moving a little bit, you know, a lot, a lot faster. Uh, but also, I don't know, it's just like being able to see everything laid out on the page at the same time compared to having one cell needs to automatically follow another kind of opens up a lot of room to play with the overall composition or like the ideas of how somebody's eye is going to carry through it. Like I, I make design-based jokes inside the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll have like, it'll almost look like texto sequence, but the dialogue could be read either horizontally across, or you could consider this one space as a single panel and it works either way. And then maybe have a character reference that later. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't do that in any other medium. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, 
a big part of it. And it's, it's not that expensive to get into either. There's a little bit of overhead cost when it comes to producing the books, but as far as just sitting down and writing jokes and drawing stuff out, you just, you just need a pencil. Yeah. So, yeah. And a, and a nice process to engage in. I find at the end of a long day of teaching, it's really good just to kind of sit down and, and sketch things and come up with ideas and kind of explore a little bit too. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's pretty satisfying. I mean, otherwise, you know, we're, we're not insane people. We wouldn't do it if we <laughs> right, right. have some sort of an internal reward. Yeah. Um, curious about what you would share with listeners about badger uh inspirations behind the story because it is it is different from the badger that people out there might know and associate with mike baron there's some difference to it (laughs) so badger for people who aren't familiar is uh i've had a really hard time defining it the fantasy thing's pretty obvious it's Mm -hmm. fantasy but like really tongue-in-cheek and it's not it's 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 really relaxed fantasy like i don't know if, if anybody uh, the, probably the closest thing i could think to compare the way that i write and the way that i try to design these characters it's very similar to the way that terry pratchett writes if anybody's familiar with discworld oh yeah, so yeah. it's very yeah it's very jokey kind of like mel brooks style comedy uh in a fantasy setting but overall the theme is when you think like in terms of uh say uh tolkien or if you play tabletop games like dungeons and dragons if you really take a step back and look at it from space that's a a a very hostile and terrifying world really (laughs) realistically it's all violence and combat mechanics so the idea of badger is that uh, my main character is a storyteller, or he views himself as a storyteller, mm-hmm. but he's had a hard time finding a way, uh, surviving and making himself like framing himself as useful in this world where everything is so do or die. Like life is very, very cheap in the fake province of Yinmon that I've designed here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's 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 a bit tricky, but he's 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 working it out. I already have the end of the sixth book kind of mapped out in my head, so I I, I know where it's going. I know how he's going to make it work. It's just a matter of getting getting him there. Really, yeah. Yeah. is this a, a character in a storyline that's sort of been part of your imagination for some time, or is it a more recent kind of spark that's occurred? So Badger originally started out as a, uh, he was a a character sheet I did up for Dungeons and Dragons, probably back around the time that 5th edition first came out. So, Mm -hmm. God, I don't know. I've probably been, I've probably been dragging this character sheet around for about six years. Yeah. And it has to be longer than that now, eight years. Um, Every time I got friends together to try to sit down and play a tabletop game i was always the guy with the initiative that would you know that uh if you're familiar with the D culture they call it the forever dm mm. which is you know well i i know how to run the game so i'll just i guess i'll just run the game and i never really got to play until the, like a year ago but it was uh during covid uh my fiance kristen wong she basically said you know stop sitting around playing video games all the time and do something like he used to draw cartoons draw cartoons <laughs> and uh 
yeah, I, I don't know. I just been looking for an excuse to use my uh, my idea of a the shovel bard for half a decade, and mm-hmm. here he is. You're three three issues down. And I'm working on the fourth one right now. So. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And we all need those people in our lives that say, "Hey, you've been talking about this. Why don't you work on this?" I have, I also have those people um, that kind of urge me forward in creative direction. So that's cool. Yeah, she's fantastic support. I definitely wouldn't, you know, the the first six months of feeling really awkward about trying to trying to sell yourself as a creator. Like that's uh, imposter syndrome. It's really, really difficult to get over that hump. And I would not have been able to do it without getting uh, my arse kicked by the, the, the woman I am indefinitely going to marry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, now, did I see, I think I saw on social media, the world of social media that you're um, also I think you did a guest cover for another book. Is that right? That was more in the horror horror genre. Or am I making that up totally off the top of my uh, head? No, I did. Um, so I did a piece for, I did a piece for a fella based out of Texas named Jeffrey Cotton. He's the, uh, I think he, he's, he's the president of a company that's called Kingdom Comics. And they do, uh, it's a horror anthology. He does five or six different series, but the horror anthology, uh, Awful Thoughts. I did that. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an homage to uh, Green Day's Dookie, but it's like super violent. Yeah. If that one saw, yeah, I did that do that. That is indeed. Mm-hmm. I did do that one for Jeff. And I did an alternative cover for Mike Sears' Rabbit Man. I don't know if he ever printed that or not, but for volume three, I'll have to ask him if he's going to use that or not. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that you're working across genre too. I, I'm always fascinated with seeing people's sort of take across genres. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely fun. Like the, the fantasy thing really just fits. It, it fits really well with my art style because uh, I'm very you know cartoony and a little bit of like graffiti influence. So nothing's ever taken too too seriously. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants me to do something like gritty or hyper realistic we're going to have uh, some problems because i'm I'm self-taught like i didn't go to art school so my anatomy is definitely not my strong suit <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but that wild you know peter bag big arcs and like line weight variants i love all that stuff so the, the crazier and wilder especially like uh stuff that would be inspired or easily comparable to like uh say cartoons from the early 90s uh ren stimpy urge the cowardly dog like i i love doing stuff like that that's why i'm wearing the gorillas t-shirt right now oh yeah yeah absolutely jamie hewlett yeah awesome yeah well, that's a it's such a fun style to to read and uh, i'm sure it's fun to create in as well just thinking about ren and stimpy and the uh just the I don't know, psychedelic kind of side of it, but also the like characters can be what you want them to be in a way. Um, you can defy the laws of physics in a way. Yeah, like the the models there, but you don't need it all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I like stretching, exaggerating stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about, you mentioned next creative steps as far as um, talking about the next issues of Badger, but curious about where you'd like to go from there and the kind of stories that you'd like to tell. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I would I would love an opportunity to collaborate with Mike Sears. I'm borderline obsessed with that guy. He's a cartoonist originally. I, I think he started building the better part of his reputation. He was living in Louisiana. He's in Colorado now. He's originally from Colorado. But he's done like, I don't know, eight books and three video games. The dude's a, the dude's a machine. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he's bugged at me a couple times about like well you know after this book are we gonna i'm like i don't know maybe <laughs> i would absolutely love to get an opportunity to work with him uh, i did have an idea for a one shot that got tucked away somewhere about uh, it's about two drug dealers trying to hide a body in the woods uh might end up pulling that back out at some point and maybe that's something i can work on and then Crazy me in the back of my head also uh, recently started making notes about an idea for an RPG that's going to be based on Badger set after Badger 6. So that would huh. be, uh, if it ever comes to fruition, that's going to be like a JRPG style video game. Not so much like a tabletop thing, but lots of stuff. I got lots of, I got lots. I'm just, I got more ideas than I have time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good problem to have, a good problem to have. Yeah. I know. As long as you don't end up slipping into executive order dysfunction, trying right. to do everything at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, other any other creators that are sort of on your work with wish list? On my wish list, mm-hmm. I would absolutely love to get an opportunity to, and this is you know, shooting for the stars. Uh, that fella who calls himself Crinkles that does the Madness Combat series on Newgrounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those or if you ever saw that or not. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, it's I'll uh, have to check it out. Yeah, it's it's wild. He's an animator. Uh, there's uh, let's see, uh, D- David Firth is making a bit of a comeback. The guy that did Salad Fingers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's kind of rising back up through like YouTube and that like underground animator circle thing again. It'd be it'd be fantastic to get an opportunity to do absolutely anything with David Firth. Um, I know uh, I'm working on a crossover very very soon. I think that starts this winter with a uh, Joe Corrales. Uh, he does a series called The Improbable Girl and the Wonder Kitty. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's about two. Uh, mailroom clerks that are also in the military and they have superpowers and it's set in like 2008 it's just it's such a niche thing and it's, <laughs> it's amazing and uh joe corrales actually served in the civil air patrol himself oh, so wow. yeah. dialogue is written in a very i don't want to go so far as to say stilted but it's it's close to it like it's mm-hmm. thick it mm-hmm. rings super true because he's from uh he's from Premont, texas so everybody like when they're addressed, they're addressed by their first name and then their last name, and like all it's just it's such a unique project. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll have yeah. Get to... yeah, and uh, he's doing a a badger crossover where I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but there's like a rift, and uh, a good chunk of my characters end up in Texas, and it's just going to be really really strange. Nice. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Where where can folks out there sort of jump in and see some of the work that you're doing? Um, social media spaces or websites that are especially uh, generative for you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm predominantly on Facebook right now. I, I've got to start up my own website. I've had a couple of people ask me about that recently. But for the most part, the home base for the project is on Facebook. I do have a, a coffee shop, which is just like a it's it's kind of like it's similar to Etsy, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, coffee and then uh, the books, uh, the first three issues of Badger I have collected into a paperback omnibus that's available on Amazon. But like I mentioned before, I'll I'll send you a link to my link tree and everything's on there. I do uh I do draw streams every once in a blue moon where I'll do it on Facebook and then I usually upload that to a YouTube channel later too. But I definitely don't do it as consistently as I should. Uh, I share an office with uh Kristen's uh small 3D printing business. Mm-hmm. So I've got two i've got two ender threes and ender five pro like running in the background all the time so it's kind of difficult to stream from there that's why i'm in the living room right now <laughs> gotcha 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 yeah and i'd like uh, to do the drawstring thing regularly cool, Some... cool. Yeah. well anything in the talk through that we've missed that you want to make sure to share for listeners uh who may be familiar with your work or maybe going ah, i need to check out some stuff that this guy is doing Anything that, sorry, what was it that, like... Anything that we've missed in the the talk through that you want to make sure to share? Uh, No, not particularly. I I focus a little too, I've been focusing a little too heavily lately on merch. So that's kind of where (laughs) it's at. Like, I I silkscreen my own t-shirts, and I think I'm just about putting that project to bed. Going to start drop shipping from, like, Printify or something. But, yeah, it's... uh, everything's going to be available and like everything's going to be available to view inside of Linktree. I've got a couple of small collaborative zine projects that are kind of on like back burners. I'm working on one with uh, Ryan Crone, who's based out of Texas. He does a series called stab man mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Sears. And then an additional project. Uh, it's a fantasy based zine. That's going to be a little bit more, uh, I think there's like six or seven different cartoonists involved. That one's kind of muddy, but that's a project that's being spearheaded by, uh, you know, I guess Eric Orchard to be the one in charge of it now. Cause we did have Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure when. And then what else? I know I'm missing something. Oh, um, the guys that do, uh, the guys, uh, they call themselves Small Press Heroes. And mm-hmm. uh, like Toasty Toast is one of their big, yeah, big uh, flagship properties. But they've started up a collaborative project they call the Sunday Jam. And it's just, it's it's being done improv, improvisational. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's being done improv style. So like every cartoonist does one page and then that guy jumps off like the the next guy jumps off of the previous guy and we're just kind of making it up as we go along. And I think there's something like 70 different cartoonists in it now, but that's going to be for a, a charity project that's promoting uh, literacy in children. It's going to be distributed awesome. somewhere in the U.S. I think they're based out of Mississauga. I'm not entirely, or no, Mississauga would be me, Michigan. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, that, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's stuff. Oh, yeah. There's stuff all over the place. Sounds like you're keeping uh pretty busy in the field. 
It, it seems like it. Now that I actually stop and say it all out loud, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a deadline. Uh, I have a deadline on a project for uh, a piece for Atrocity Press that's due on Monday. They're doing a. Have you seen the Comics Illustrated uh, magazine that's been making circulation? They're kind of trying to bring back what Wizard Magazine was. I think I've seen that. Yeah, and I think so. It's being spearheaded by Mike Wheeler and uh, and Mindy. They're uh, they're the ones that were responsible for that project, Boobs, that took right off like last year. Yeah, and they started a whole bunch of other small publications like based around it. But they're doing a quarterly magazine that's supposed to promote small indie creators and stuff so i'm working on something with them too pretty much right after this call <laughs> cool very yeah. cool um well glad to to talk through the projects glad to talk through the things and glad to have you back as you're um bringing some of this into the world to to share a little bit more I'm glad to have a platform to do it and glad to have found people who uh, want to hear it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I do, I would, I, like, I talk about this stuff in my sleep. I'm just glad that somebody <laughs> can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Ryan. Thanks for the time and glad to talk with you today. Uh, thanks again for having me on the show, Jason. <laughs> my pleasure.